Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest from Black Bat Cult Wrestling, Bobby Shubensky. And now, here's your host, Rob Hasbani. Two shows in two weeks, not bad after taking the summer off. It's Rob. Thank you, as always, for listening to Squared Circle Pit. This is your first time listening to the show. Welcome to the intersection of heavy metal and pro wrestling. We've had a bunch of episodes in the past, a lot of cool stuff. We talked to metal dudes about wrestling, wrestling dudes about metal. Some of the wrestlers I've interviewed in past episodes that you can check out at metalinjection.net slash Pit or on iTunes and Spotify are interviews about metal with Kenny Omega, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Eric Bischoff. Lots of fun behind-the-scenes stuff about music in WCW with Eric Bischoff and that one. And on the metal side, I've talked to a lot of cool metal people about pro wrestling, like Slipknot's Corey Taylor, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. I've talked to Maynard from Tool. All of them talk about their love of wrestling. Check out all of those archives. But today, I have somebody who is has his, has his feet in both the metal and the wrestling world. He runs the clothing line Black Craft Cult. And they are doing their first wrestling show, Black Craft Cult Wrestling, this Friday, August 24th, in Pittsburgh. And we're going to be streaming the pre-show. It's going to be streaming at blackcraftcultwrestling.com. You could order the pay-per-view. We're going to be streaming the free pre-show on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash metalinjection. And I'll be sure to sh- share it on the Squared Circle Pit uh, Facebook page as well. And <clears throat> I'm going to talk to Bobby about creating a wrestling league, uh, how he got into pro wrestling and metal, And uh, after the interview, stick around and I will talk about my opinion on this past weekend of pro wrestling with SummerSlam, NXT, and Raw and SmackDown. But right now, let's hang out with Bobby. Now entering the squared circle pit, uh, a a dude that represents metal and pro wrestling to the fullest, making him perfect for the show. Got Bobby from Black Craft Cult. Thank you for coming on the show, Bobby. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, now, dude, you are doing something that many, many wrestling fans dream of doing, but very few actually act on, which is you are promoting your own wrestling show. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, Black Craft Wrestling. The first show is Burning Bridges, and it is this Friday, right? Yeah, man, this Friday um, we, have a, we have a pre-show that kicks off at 6 o'clock. Um, which I think you guys are hosting, right? Yeah, we're going to be we're, we're going to be uh, streaming that on our Facebook page for awesome, sure. Man. So you yeah. can check that out. And uh, yep. yeah, you got some legit kick-ass names on here. You got Johnny Blackcraft, the former John Morrison from WWE, and he's on Impact. Jimmy Havoc, Brody King, the three of them are going to be in a in a triple threat for the for the Blackcraft Championship. Now, are you going to have like a really satanic world title <laughs> yeah man we actually we actually uh we we only showcased uh one belt and we did uh the heavyweight mm-hmm. and actually doug bradley who is uh the pinhead character actually revealed it um so that's on our instagram you can see that but we're gonna hold off for the other two uh for the tag belt and the women's belt uh for night of 
That's awesome. I'll post that on the on the episode page for this. And uh, also another dude you have on the show who is maybe the hottest guy on the Indies right now at age fifty, PCO, Pierre Carl Willet. People don't. Some people don't realize this is the dude who used to be the Quebecer. <laughs> He's fucking killing it right now. Dude, he is killing it. And you know, I haven't had the uh, I haven't met him yet, but uh, my my video dudes have because we filmed some promos with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just how hungry he is, man, and how creative he is, and he's just been so awesome to work with. So like, dude, we have such a cool like gimmick with him, you know, for the show. So I'm super excited for everyone to see that. It's gonna be fucking awesome. That's great. So let's let's just take a, a step back. You know, you're doing Blackcraft Cult, a very successful. Uh, I don't want to say merch, like a fashion line, I guess would be the appropriate yeah, term. Clothing brand. Like clothing that. brand. Yeah, there we go. That's brand. yeah. yeah clothing. Brand. That's, that's a much better one. Yeah. And I mean, like I love the shirts and, and obviously you're, you're a lifelong wrestling fan. How did the idea come about to start promoting shows? Did you know, I've, I turned 30 this month and you know, I, I grew up on the uh, attitude era, you know, stone cold, Steve Austin was like mm-hmm. my jam, you know? Um, that dude, I just thought was the coolest thing, and, and then you know I just kind of fell in love with wrestling, right? I, I just thought it was a, it was such a great form of entertainment, and it, it, I don't know, man, just you get lost in it, you know. So any problems you have in life or any stress, kind of, it all goes away for those three hours when you're watching wrestling, you know. And um, I, I just always thought it was such a great concept, and then uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of the guys from the WWE. Uh, my, my ex fiance was is uh, Rosa Mendez. Uh, who was you know she's been with, she's been with the company for ten plus years. We're gonna get to and, that. Uh, <laughs> what what's that? I said oh I was I was gonna ask you about that. Well not about you know uh, the relationship but just about being on uh, Total Divas. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But go, go ahead. Yeah yeah. <laughs> but but you know what man I I, uh, I was around you know a lot of a lot of the guys and traveling a lot and a lot of the a lot of the guys wear the stuff like Seth Rollins rocks it. You know we we did a collaboration with Baron Corbin. Um, we're doing some stuff with Chris Jericho. Uh, we do stuff with Paige. Like, so they all ended up becoming super good friends of mine. And, uh, dude, I just, I don't know, man, I just fell in love with the business. And so many guys from like Ring of Honor, we worked with, do you know Marty from uh, the Bullet Club? Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I follow everything. So, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Dude, we've, we've, we've had the honor of working with him. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm just starting to look at this. And I would go to all these WWE events. And I'm like, dude there's so much black craft at WWE and like, I love wrestling, you know, like I'm like, okay, I never wrestled and, and I don't, you know, I know fashion clothing, but I, I don't know, you know, how to book a show or whatever. So I actually end up reaching out to some super solid writers of mine that have a promotion uh, that's been doing it for about seven years. And, and with some help from, you know, some guys that are, uh, that work with some of the companies are kind of helping me out, put piece together things. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to take a shot at this because I, I really wanted to combine, like, I love wrestling, I love music, and I love horror movies, you know? And I think wrestling, like, speaks to, like, black craft demographic, you know? Like, there's so there's so many people out there that love heavy metal or love music and love horror and wrestling. I'm like, man, what, what like, there's nothing out there that combines all three. Like, why not do that, you know? Yeah, so, I talk about it on my that, show all the time. Like, that's kind of the reason I wanted to start the show. Is just I started just to, like, talk to metal dudes about pro wrestling. Uh, like, I got Scott from Neurosis, Corey Taylor, and, like, all these dudes 
like our wrestling fans. I'm like, man, it'd be cool to talk to them. So I was like, oh, I should just start a podcast about it. But when I did this, yeah. what's crazy is the I did not expect the amount of feedback positive that I got from our audience, the metal injection audience about how big wrestling fans they are. And the crossover is huge and it, it makes sense. You know, the attitude era was built on a heavy metal soundtrack, you know, and even now, Absolutely. I mean, they obviously have hip hop uh, represented as well, but there's a ton of metal riffage in entrance themes nowadays. Yep. Yep. For sure, man. I'm, I'm excited. So uh, yeah, really so that's cool. I think that's, show. yeah, I think that's really smart that you're, you you're not doing the quote unquote money mark thing of just thinking you can handle everything all on your own and you're bringing in people with the expertise yeah. that know what they're doing which is you know super smart absolutely man because it's not all about you know it's not all about me i want this to be like a very successful company not just like you know uh, we do one or two shows and that's it like i want this thing to grow and evolve and i would love to land like a tv deal with this i mean i think with the talent we have and the vision, you know, especially just having Doug Bradley be like one of our main roles. I mean, he's such a, a massive icon, you know? Um, so such an honor to work with him and, and combining all this, man. I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm placing, you know, we have all the right people on, on the, uh, behind the scenes. So I, I think this is, we'll have a good shot at it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And that's this Friday on, and you, you know, if you're not in the Pittsburgh area, you could, you're going to be streaming this whole thing on iPay-Per-View, right? Yeah, dude. It's just uh, if you go to blackcraftwrestling.com, uh, you could buy the IP for ten bucks, and uh, it'll live up there. It'll live up there forever too. So, like, you know, we're we're gonna try to create like a network at some point too, um, and uh, kind of go that great. route. So, what yeah. what in life hit you first? Was it the heavy metal or the pro wrestling? Oh man! Oh geez, that was kind of for sure, man. It's almost like at the same time, right? <laughs> um, I would say wrestling hit me first, you know, because I was really young watching that. I, yeah. You know, and then I got into like the Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie and Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and kind of that whole world, you know. And then from there, I started diving down like Bleeding Through. I grew up in like with like Bleeding Through, AT Visions, uh, like bands like that, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, and then I just kind of you know, wormhole to find, you know, Avenged Sevenfold, a trait, like all those kind of bands. And then from there, man, I just fell in love with it. But I would say wrestling first for sure. Cause I remember being a real little kid and, and going to a show with my dad. I was probably like seven. Do you remember your, your first wrestling memory? Your first, like, uh, <laughs> dude, it was, it was a paper. It was a pay-per-view in Pittsburgh. I just don't remember which one it was, but I was there whenever, uh, McFoley mankind got thrown off the, uh, was that Hell in a Cell? Oh, so King of the Ring. Yeah, the famous King, King of the Ring, Ring 20 years what, ago. What year was that? Yeah, 98. Was that like, yeah, it was about 20 years ago. Yep, 98. Yeah, I'd yeah, been yeah. About like, yeah. yeah that, I'd have been about 10 or so. That's <laughs> that's quite a great well, uh, first memory. <laughs> that One of the most yeah, man. famous spots in the world in, in, in you know the history of pro wrestling. Right there. For sure, man. Uh, yep. That's cool. So you said uh, you know you, you were hanging around the scene. What, what was like the biggest kind of thing that you were like whoa i didn't expect this when when starting to like hang out with with some of the wrestlers because i know you're, you're friends with a bunch of those dudes um you know what dude i i knew that there i i talk about this with uh you know colby who is seth rollins right i talked about all the time i i go bro i know you guys worked i know you guys like work hard you know but right. i actually had no idea how fucking hard you guys work you know what i mean man like i like there's hard work, and then these dudes put in, <clears throat> like, uh, 
10 times. I, I Dude, the, the amount of, like, just their work ethic is so inspiring to me. You know, it, like, Absolutely. whenever I feel tired or whatever, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not tired. You know, you got Seth Rollins <laughs> somewhere working out right now at 4 a.m. after he just wrestled uh, an hour and a half match. You know what I mean? And just flew six hours. So, like, I'm not tired. Like, it, their, their work ethic, man, and, and just how they are is so it really blew me away. Like, I'm like, okay, these dudes definitely work out and they're in shape, you know, but just yeah. their mindset and, and their mentality is just awesome, dude. And like, that's the level I want to get on, you know, for it's sure. so true. I think about that all the time too. Cause it's like, you know, I went to, I'm in New York. So I just went to Barclays for some of the shows and it's like, you, you show up to a show and then it's done and you go home and, and you get to be in your bed with your family, you know, like whatever. These guys have right. to like either drive to the airport or, or drive six hours to the next town and then try to get in a workout, wake up, get in another workout. You know, you got to gotta work on your physical appearance, maybe get a tan or eat or, healthy. Yeah. And <laughs> eat healthy on the road. It's so there's yep. the, there's so much work that goes into it that you just don't see. That isn't the 15 minutes in the ring cutting a promo or doing a match, you know, not, which yeah. in itself is so demanding. For sure, we have millions of people watching you. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, mentally, physically, everything. The the those guys are so strong. It's it's crazy, man. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, but you were you you used to date or used to be engaged to Rosa Mendez, and I remember you were on Total Divas, and uh, it, it was a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine to watch that show, and it was it, it was uh, cool to see you on there, and my favorite storyline, genuinely was when her mother was coming and there was there was a whole thing about the religion of, of your baby to be and, and you were just adamant about how you were an atheist which i thought was was great <laughs> and it was just like yeah uh, uh but like yeah. uh, uh how much of that was like what you guys were really going through and how much of it was kind of like exaggerated for the cameras oh dude it was a hundred percent what we were going through you know her mom um is is batshit crazy religious you know um and i am the way i am right so it's like putting water and oil together right they're just not gonna mix right um, you so wore like was, some very was, satanic was, shirt when you when you when you first met her or something right like I think, yeah i, I can't was. remember I, yeah you know what dude i think i think i just had the pentagram shirt on it just said black craft believe in yourself and her right, mom right. was like freaking out and I was like, what the hell is your mom freaking out? I don't understand. Because I didn't really know her mom was, like, crazy religious, you know? Yeah, until, yeah. Until that same day, uh, my friend uh, wanted to get these crystals. And we walked into a crystal store. And her mom's like, I can't go in there. I was like, oh, did something. What happened? I thought something happened in there. So I thought, like, you know. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's, 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 sa that's satanic. And I started laughing. Like, I thought she was joking, but she wasn't. I was like, oh, okay. This is going to be. This is going to be an interesting ride, you know? I was like, have you told her about me, like, not believing in God? <laughs> you know, like those kind of things. So, <laughs> right, right. So, you know, it's funny because the timing of all this is right when we got the call that we'll be on Total Divas. And I was like, well, these storylines should be pretty funny, you know? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good footage. So, yeah, man, <laughs> I mean, all that stuff was real, you know? I mean, everything we filmed on Divas that I've done was was real to a T. And uh, it, was a, it was a great show, man. You know, so many people actually come up to me and they're like, it's always a guilty pleasure. I'm like, Dude, I love the show. Yeah, you know, I, it, I was going to say, it started as a guilty pleasure for me. Now it's just yeah, a yeah. pleasure. <laughs> I, I'm into it's it. It's a great show, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a great show. The girls work their ass off just as hard as the guys, like we were saying earlier. And it's cool to see have them have an outlet because, you know, Paige is, you know, she's like a sister to me, one of my best friends. And, uh, 
So, like, I don't know, man. It, it's just cool to see everyone winning. I love it. Uh, yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, you're, you're like, oh, I was just wearing, like, some pentagram shirt. Sometimes being a metalhead or something, like, we're so desensitized to this imagery. For sure. Uh, that, like, yep. you kind of need to be called out on it to be like, oh, I could see how people... Like, uh, uh, some band put out a shirt and it was basically, like, a giant Charles Manson print on the front of it. And, uh, right. like, I was just mindlessly wearing... Like, you know, I just picked out a random black shirt out of my thing and I was at a barbecue... And this this guy who, you know, I have great rapport with and I was just like an acquaintance with was like, is, are you wearing that ironically or do you like believe in what he was doing or whatever? And I'm, I had to just like even look down to see what I was wearing. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm, it's just a shirt, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and, it's like our it's like our health thing during coffee tea. You know, people get so offended by that. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, wait, what? what's offensive about it, you know? And then I forget that people are, like, really religious, and that sends them off the rails, you know? Yeah, so they, take I, it I, I, I they take it seriously. Whereas, like, <laughs> they for do, us, it's man. a joke. They freak out. <laughs> right, correct. <laughs> uh, how did you, like, what, what was the, the basis of starting a Black Craft Cult? Because I think you guys put out really cool products. And, that, you know, I love that you guys have the wide variety of, like, more subtle kind of, goth type imagery and then just straight up satanic in your face, in your face. <laughs> yeah yeah stuff so, so how um, did that come about you know what dude i was i was working for a lot of bands back in the day you know i was drum teching guitar teching doing merch uh i was playing in bands and i i just loved i just loved meeting kids and hearing their stories and especially when i was, I was doing merch for bands or when i was playing in bands you know so many kids would be like, you know, that your band inspired me this, or you know, the band I'd be working for inspired me to do this and that. And I'm like, man, there's such a cool connection with, with, with these kids, and I can relate to a lot of them, you know, like coming from a weird town and being the outcast and blah blah. I was like, man, it'd be so cool to create a clothing line that, you know, with with my beliefs and and kind of like, you know, our slogan, create your own future, believe in yourself. You know, I live by that every day. I, I feel like, man, I feel like so many people can relate to that, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like. It, it, it kind of it's kind of like the wrestling thing dude like you know there was other brands out there when we started but i was, I was like i don't know this is something that i want to wear and do and, and no one's doing it and you know my business partner and i jim we we did it and that's just kind of how it really started and it's funny because when i'm telling you that it's kind of exactly why i started wrestling right it's like it's already been done it's like we're reinventing the wheel but it's not what i would it's not what i want you know what i mean so i'm like i'm just going to create it and, and yeah. hopefully you know everyone else sees my vision and, and it catches on and like uh, with the wrestling like right now i would say uh is the best time to do it because you already have like an audience built in with Blackcraft, like with your brand and i feel like there is such a high demand now for independent pro wrestling like in new york i feel like every weekend there is a top of the line indie wrestling show in the sense of like there will be two or three matches with like big national names it's almost like kind of we're back to the territory days uh, of like the 80s that you would hear about uh but like with these yep. with these indie promotions now and as opposed to there being like an nwa governing body it's just true independent contractors going from town to town working these spots yep 100 percent, and that's the thing too man with with our promotion um you know we're we're doing we're doing a massive production like we're doing proper lighting proper staging proper sound um you know proper writers we're we're, we're going we're going all out with it because i want it to be 
I, I want to provide like the best entertainment that we could do right now, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're putting a lot of heart and soul into this, man. It's been, you know, it's been like six months in the making of this. So Friday is going to be, uh, a lot of stress relieved after the show for sure. Not <laughs> I'm sure really. stress will arise, but, <laughs> but it, you know, I can't, yeah, wait. <laughs> a big exhale once you get done with your first show. Cause then at least you know what to do and what not to do for the next time. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. So, so has it just been six months, or like, have you had the idea for longer and really just started acting on it six months ago? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had the idea for probably a good solid two years. Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of planning it out and mapping it out in my head and, and seeing what we could do with this. Because, you know, I didn't want to just come out with something and throw together a good card, and, and that was kind of it. You know, I wanted to make sure our storylines, you know, we wrote them out for the next six months and make sure the roster, make sure we have a roster and you know oh, okay. what, so that's what cool. our game plan is with bands yeah i mean we're really going to go for it i mean it's it, it's a full like it's already mapped out and planned you know right it's so, not just a collection of matches there's going to be like consequences and and story progression you're saying that will continue on following for shows. Sure. that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah man and and actually what no one knows yet uh, i'll say here first what's going to be really cool is uh we're running pay-per-views every other month right so august we have our show Mm -hmm. uh, September we do not have a show and then October 5th we are doing the um, or we're doing a show in Orange County California mm -hmm. so and then November we're off right and then December we're doing the every time I die Christmas show um, but what's what's cool about the months that we're off is we are shooting mini series we've been shooting mini series so very like American Horror Story kind of style and they're going to be like short horror uh, miniseries and it's going to tell backstories to like Doug Bradley's preacher character and the cult and all these different wrestlers. So I, I think that'll be really cool. Um, nice. So like the but, the kind of theme of the promotion that I'm what I'm gathering is it's it's kind of going to be like a horror promotion. Like there's going to be a horror bend to to for the sure. That's cool. Yeah, man. I think I think it'll go over well. It's, that's the kind of the I'm just trying to bridge the gap between music, horror, and wrestling. And I think we're gonna. I just want to make sure we could execute that, you know, before we really started to do this, because that was the entire vision, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel, you know, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and it's something, about it, yeah, it's something nobody is really doing. Like Lucha Underground is kind of doing some some sort of stuff in that vein, but they're much more broad with their, you know, they'll For have sure. they'll have one horror storyline and then one more supernatural one and, and and whatnot. So. But yeah, the market is definitely like this is the perfect time. I feel like, especially you know, a few weeks ago, Ring of Honor New Japan sold out Madison Square Garden, which just shows you how big non-mainstream pro wrestling is. There's like a hungry audience there, wanting more product. Like a few, you know, 15 years ago, there were two major promotions. Why? Why can't it yep. be uh, something close? Like at this point, WWE is like. You know, whole other level. They're fucking Microsoft. For they're sure. they're Apple. You know, For like sure. you can't really get right. there, but you can certainly carve out a, a cool niche, cool niche for yourself. For sure, man. And I think that's what we're doing. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. You know, Hot Topic uh, is behind us on this. They uh, they they're carrying all their all of our wrestling merch in all the stores. Uh, I think two or three shirts right now. So that's super cool to have them behind this as well. That's great. And and you mentioned every time I die, you have Andy wrestling for you. Andy's one of my favorite people. In the world, yeah, it's kind of best. how cool is it to be able to, to book band dudes? Not that he's just a band dude; he's been training pro wrestling for a few years now. But to, to do wrestling, yeah. oh, dude, it's it, it's it's the coolest thing ever, right? I mean, every time I die, growing up, I mean, every you know, listen to that hot damn record. I think 
I've had to play that record maybe 60,000 times, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, more. At this it's point. a classic at this point. Um, but to have him, you know, wrestle for us, dude, is just fucking awesome. And he's been so rad. And we've actually, you know, he, he's been doing some stuff with us over the summer with the Vans Warped Tour. We were on it. Um, we put out a shirt with him. So, yeah, it's just it's just cool, man. It's just cool to see the vision come together with the with the music and wrestling. And, and it's we're really bringing it to life. That's cool. And you said you, there's going to be bands. Uh, how is that? Like, what's the situation? What's the... Like, is it a, is other bands playing while the wrestling is on, or is it in between matches? No. So what we're doing, man, is we have a pre-show, and every every pay-per-view, what we're doing is we're not really going to use, I mean, maybe some pay-per-views, but for majority of them, we're going to use a lot of unsigned artists, because we're trying to help unsigned artists get, uh, get found. Mm-hmm. So we're using this band out of New York City called Heroes, which they're incredible. Um, they did our theme song, and, and the guys are awesome, and the band is, I, I don't understand how they're not signed you know I, I say i've been doing a lot of interviews and i keep saying that but they're so good um so they're kicking off our pre-show uh doors are at 5 30 they play at six o'clock um they're gonna be performing three or four songs and then we go into some dark matches you know for the for the pre-show that you guys will be hosting um and uh then we go to the we go to the main event we go to the main card at seven and uh, after the main event ends around 10-ish, uh, the, band, the other band starts performing, which is Falling in Reverse. They'll, they'll perform a couple songs. And then uh, that's it, man. That's the night. That's awesome. I think that's a, that's a great idea and a cool, cool uh, integration of, of the music and, the, and, and, and wrestling, which is something that, you know, has a long tradition in wrestling, whether it was Motorhead playing, WrestleMania, uh, you know, or like Kiss being on Nitro. I don't know. If yeah. you were, uh, what, what, what was your yeah. favorite? Do you have a, a memorable metal performance on wrestling? Yep. Limp Biscuit, uh, WrestleMania. Oh, oh, when they played Undertaker. In. Yeah, that was. I think that was. Was that Seattle? I forget where that was. I forget where, I forget where WrestleMania I that was. I think it was but... 19. Yeah, my, yeah, that was Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. That performance was so sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> People were saying they wanted the American badass Undertaker to come back this year for WrestleMania. I don't yeah. know, like, I, for me, it was just like, why? <laughs> that character, like, you wanted him to go away after a while, you know? Like, the the Demon Undertaker, if you will, like, is such a cooler character. For sure, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I think everything WWE does is awesome, mm-hmm. you know? Straight up. Like, I think the storylines are great. Uh, I don't I know, I mean, man. the production just is just next level, yeah. It's just insane. I've... I've it's something I dream of having one day, you know, for sure. And uh, I just respect what they do so much. Who were some of your who, some of your guys uh, growing up? Who were some of your favorite wrestlers? Stone Cold, dude. It was like I didn't care about anybody else, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like I don't know what it was, but I was just like obsessed with Stone Cold. And, and him, him and uh, Vince McMahon, you know, do, like their dynamic, you know. I just thought it was like so special. And then obviously, you know, I loved the Undertaker and Kane when they were like tag teaming and man, uh, mankind. Um, Bret Hart was so sick. Shawn Michaels. Uh, I think I had every Degeneration X socket shirt you could possibly have. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> love the whole Attitude Era. I agree, and I feel like the writing, Hart, like the writing in that point, was so good. Like I even go back and watch now. Like every week's episode kind of plays into the next week's play, and like knowing where it's going, it's like wow, this one little thing yeah. sets something off three months from now too. It's so they were so yeah. on their shit. <laughs> yep 
and that's what we're trying to we're trying to give it that we're trying to be on top of our shit, and then we're also trying to give it that '90s attitude era slash ECW kind of vibe to it. You know, we're, we're not going to be you know PG or G, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we're obviously not going to be rated R. But you know, it, it's going to be it's going to it's going to push the boundaries just like Blackrock Cult does. So that's kinda, cool, kinda man. Kind of the same thing. You know? And let me like, we're, now, being that you were a wrestling fan, and then we're getting into rock and metal and, and Marilyn Manson and all this stuff. When you discovered ECW, how much of your shit, like, like this is my shit, you know, right? Oh, dude, yeah, I lost my shit. You know, I, when, I, <laughs> when I was like, this is my shit, you know. But I was also like, I'm such a brand loyalty dude, you know. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I also was like, oh, it's not WWF, you know. At, at that time, I was like, it's not WWF. So I can't like love like i like held myself back from like loving it you know what i mean yeah wwf or or bust you know but when i saw ecw the inside of me was like oh shit this is really good and i can't believe i'm denying myself on how good this is you know but i remember (laughs) like my buddy would order the pay-per-views and we'd go to his house stuff like that so um it was a trip man yeah absolutely awesome well Thank you so much, uh, Bobby, for, for hopping on the phone with me. I know you must be going through a million things with the show this weekend. And uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely be watching. And, and uh, you know, like, like, like you mentioned, this, the pre-show is going to be streaming on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Metal Injection. And uh, once, like, once again, going through some of the wrestlers that are going to be fighting here, Johnny Blackraft, Jimmy Havoc, Brody King, Soraya Knight, which is awesome. Uh, Chris Dickinson, Pierre Carwellette. Uh, you're going to have... I just saw KTB. I never heard of him until this Joey Janela show. And he absolutely murdered that, that one kid. Yeah, he's great. He's <laughs> Marcos, great. that was awesome. That was great. So, yeah, it's cool yep. that they... Uh, you got Taya Valkyrie here. Lots of cool people. Cortez Castro. A few that, honestly, I don't uh, recognize. So, it's cool to, to learn about all these new... Indie wrestlers because the scene is so strong. And, oh, and you got Matt Cross in here as well. Andy Williams. Yep. Butcher in the Blade. So lots of cool stuff. Blackcraftwrestling.com is the website for the Blackcraft stuff. Any other things you'd like to uh, plug really quick? No, man. That, that's all good. I I, uh, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Good luck with the show. Thanks, man. Look, Thank you. Awesome talking to Bobby. Really cool that he's uh, trying something pretty cool with Blackcraft Cult Wrestling. I'm going to be excited to watch the show this Friday. I have been watching so much wrestling this month uh, right after the G1 tournament was this big weekend from WWE and it was a big weekend for me of attending shows live. I did not go to SummerSlam, but I did go to NXT TakeOver and that was a really, really fun show to see live. I highly recommend if you have a chance to go to NXT TakeOver, you take up that opportunity because uh, they're two and a half hours. (laughs) All the wrestling is good. And and it's just a fun time. It's a more fun crowd, a crowd that wants to participate in the right way. There's no uh, CM Punk chants, nothing dumb like that. You know, it it was a fun crowd. And uh, I started with as good a nosebleed seat as you're going to get, which was like dead center. So the ring was like right down there it was kind of the point of view the perspective that i had was sort of that of like a nintendo video game like wrestlemania the arcade game it was like that kind of point of view or like an old old uh you know 8-bit video game but it was really really cool to see all the production like 
WWE's on another level, but also just looking at the referee and how the referee is kind of uh, like the point person in giving stage cues to wrestlers at the end of matches. Like I noticed when the ref is like, "All right, you can calm down. We're at replay," and then when we come back from replay, you gotta you gotta raise the belt or whatever. You know, so that was really cool to see. And uh, halfway through the show, you know, once the uh, security's a little lax, we headed on down to the 100s as as you do. I feel as you should try to do at least. And happened to find some seats, uh, some really good seats. And watch the second half of the show and I really uh, personally my favorite match of the show was Adam Cole versus Ricochet it was the best match with the most exciting athleticism and drama and uh, Ricochet in general is I would argue probably my favorite wrestler you know in the world and, and has been one of my favorites for the last few years so always great to see him and Adam Cole is just like a modern Shawn Michaels are, are just a great guy who can have great matches with basically anybody and those two killed it with great spots great drama and I was completely shocked that Ricochet won and uh, because the other Undisputed Era match which was also probably the second best match of the, show, of the night with Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain was a fantastic opener and while I totally thought Undisputed Era was going to win titles that was my prediction uh there were still points in the match where i'm like oh wait are they gonna actually lose the title you know i totally bought into it it was fantastic the main event i liked the ending in how in how much it pissed so many people in the arena off because it was such a great heel ending but i these matches that gargano and champa have i kind of have a hard time getting into them because they're just too much setting up and like I don't know, the selling isn't there and they kind of just lose me but I, I, I'm into the storyline I, I hope at least their next match is like a wrestling match like I know they're in in the part of their feud where it's a blood feud but you know I'd, I'd rather they leave the weapons out of this next one and, and you know have a match where they don't cut up the ring and, and expose the wood did not go to SummerSlam Thought SummerSlam was a better than expected show. I was pleasantly surprised that it was over before 11.15. That was great. Uh, if I were to pick the best match or my favorite match of the night, I guess it would have to be AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Uh, I'm not a fan of a TQ finish, but it made sense in this match. And I, I really liked the ending and how fired up AJ was and how he went into the crowd and then his daughter just unknowingly with the great line about how her dad is bleeding and uh, that was cool but what kind of sucked about it is the match right before it was New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers also ended in TQ that was whatever <laughs> there were way too many matches I thought the demon coming back was cool and I'm glad that match was two seconds because at that point I only wanted to see a two seconds. I didn't want to see a long Baron Corbin match. But also I don't understand why Kevin Owens was just completely jobbed out to Braun Strowman. Like why even have that match? Uh, and as far as the main event of that show, I thought it was brilliant. 
what they did with bringing up Braun and kind of getting the crowd hyped on something to distract them long enough for Roman to win the title without the crowd crapping on the match. And uh, I thought it was hilarious when they just cut away as soon as he was crowned the champion before the crowd would start booing because Roman wasn't because ca- uh, Braun wasn't cashing in. Uh, oh, I thought actually the uh, tag team title match was pretty good until it got to the DQ, which pissed me off. I, I didn't really dig that. Let's see what other match. The women's matches. I loved Becky's, I guess it is now a heel turn, but it really seemed like a heel turn to me. I don't think the crowd is going to be booing her. I think the crowd kind of sides with her on this whole. The crowd finds her point of view more relatable than Charlotte's point of view, which if it, within the confines of the story they're saying is the face point of view, but I'm, I'm glad they're doing something cool with Becky. I thought Ronda Rousey's match was great. It was all it needed to be. and. It makes sense that she's the women's champion going into the Evolution pay-per-view, and the rumor is that she's going to be facing Nikki Bella in the main event, which, all right, I mean, I guess they're the two biggest female stars in WWE. I just hope they uh, work out a good match and we get something fun, but that would not be the Ronda Rousey match I would have wanted Evolution pay-per-view, but we'll see what this what goes on, what's, what they end up doing. they got a lot of big shows. they got Hell in the Cell next month. They got Evolution, and they got that Australia show. Oh, and then I went I went to Raw. I was at Raw live, and it was, if you're going to go to a Raw, the Raw after SummerSlam is a great Raw to go to because there's always something big happening. And uh, while I, I enjoyed it, the crowd was pretty cool for the most part. I guess the Lashley-Baron Corbin match lost them, and they started to see a punk chance, and I was just rolling my eyes at that. But... I really like the opening promo, and I loved the ending. I was totally into the mat, the main event. Great main event. And then with Braun coming out, I was just on the edge of my seat, and then the shield came out. And it felt like, uh, you know, I was 12 again, marking out about, like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> so Raw was, Raw was really good, and I really enjoyed SmackDown, and I feel like SmackDown has been a really strong show and the stronger of the two shows every week. So that was really cool, and I think it's cool that the New Day are tag champs again, because the rumor is that Eric Rowan has a bicep injury, so he's gonna be out for a little bit. Uh, where they go from here? I'm, I don't know, but I'm kind of into it. I'm glad that Brock finally lost the title. We can finally move on. We can have some cool angles, and I feel in general, felt like WWE storylines were in a holding pattern uh, from WrestleMania to SummerSlam, so I hope we could finally move on and get some fresh angles. I hope you can move on from the entertainment that you've acquired from listening to the Square Circle Pit. As always, thank you so much for listening. It's Rob at Rob Injection on all social media, and you can of course follow Square Circle Pit on Twitter at Square Circle Pit, no E in circle in that one. And we're on Facebook as well. Give us a little search and catch you another time for another episode of the Squared Circle Pins.